2019 was the first year that digital advertising spending surpassed traditional advertising like magazines and TV. Facebook this week defied all predictions and reported strong results showing significant growth in its digital advertising business, despite COVID-19. At a time when most companies are declining in revenues, digital advertising is still growing and new channels are emerging to drive even more digital engagement online. In this edition of FinTech Friday, digital engagement, the only thing that matters for business right now. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on May 1, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlix. It's great to be with you. On the show today, we discuss how digital engagement has become the new lifeblood for every business. It used to be that different businesses needed different resources to prosper. For example, banks needed access to capital, manufacturers need access to good raw materials, and service companies need access to well-trained people. Well, things have changed. Now all companies need access to one thing to survive, and that one thing is digital engagement. If COVID-19 has taught us anything, it's this. If you're a business and you can't connect to your customers digitally, well, you won't have a business for very long. Take the example of Nordstrom, one of the largest department store chains in the US. All of their stores have been shut down for most of the month of April. So if they didn't have a website or a mobile app, their sales would have gone to zero. New forms of digital engagement are growing rapidly at a time when most businesses are shrinking. Take the example of the new digital technology called Card Linked Offers, or CLO. It works by a consumer taking their credit card and enrolling it in a digital app like a mobile banking app or a shopping app. Then the consumer gets digital ads and offers through that same app. All the consumer needs to do to redeem the discounts is use the enrolled payment card at the participating merchant, either online or in store. No need for a promo code, no need for a coupon or a loyalty card. It just works. Leading apps, including Yelp, Uber, Rakuten, Bank of America, and Chase, use the technologies to keep their customers coming back to their digital apps again and again and again. One company that's emerged as a leader in this digital engagement and card linking space is Agio, based in St. Paul, Minnesota. In fact, they just announced they're acquiring Empire, the company that runs the Yelp card link program. The new company is called Fig, and it has over 60 million enrolled payment cards and over 300 billion in transaction volume. Today, we're speaking with David Crystal, the executive chairman of FIG and the CEO of Agio. We'll discuss how digital engagement has become a key success factor for every business and how merchants, banks, and advertising platforms are leveraging this new digital wonder channel called card linking to drive more sales and to prosper despite COVID-19. Um, good morning, David, how are you? I'm good, Silvio, how about yourself? I'm doing great. Has spring arrived to St. Paul, Minnesota? 
Well, it depends on the measure. One of our measures is when there's no snow on the ground. So from that perspective, spring is here. Excellent. And the other storm is the COVID-19 storm. Um, How are you faring in America's heartland? I think we're doing okay. I mean, we have a fair amount of density in the Twin Cities area, but not near the density of, you know, metropolises like New York or Los Angeles. We're potentially faring slightly better, at least as measured today. Many merchants are really hurting right now. How can the technology you provide help merchants survive and maybe even grow right now? Sure. No, I think that's great. At its core, card linking technology, at least the way we run it at FIG, offers the delivery of offer content for advertisers where the advertiser only pays when a transaction occurs, which is very different than other media channels. Our advertisers pay when a transaction occurs. So given the combined size and scale, FIG is uniquely positioned to connect consumers with advertisers to help accelerate commerce in the U.S. market, particularly as we move through this unprecedented cycle. Then the local advertiser front, we call local merchants. Today, there's no upfront cost for a local merchant to have offer content seen by thousands of local residents. Local merchants pay nothing until someone buys something and then only a small marketing cost. So it's a, it really is a win-win in particular during this period of time where merchants are looking for channels of promotion and that are efficient, meaning that, are, uh, that they pay for if and when they deliver, but not before that. Many of these merchants, restaurants, grocery stores, department stores, you know, all of them are trying to shift their business to digital um, so that people can discover them and ultimately buy things from them online. And so to do that, they've got to have high digital engagement. And so, you know, you work with a lot of merchants. What's the biggest mistake that a merchant should avoid right now with respect to digital engagement? During periods of volatility, the status quo is almost always redone. So those businesses, including merchants, that are the most creative, bring the most ingenuity, have a chance to actually restack the order. So the first way I would answer is be one of those businesses. And in fact, if you knew the history of Augio, we actually started in the restaurant business. That was my family business dating back to the mid 50s. And as we saw the market moving away from the family segment, we began to run. We ran really fast because we were in crisis mode. We were losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. I think we had 3,000 employees or so, and we were on the verge of bankruptcy. And when, when you're in a moment of crisis, like so many merchants are today, crisis drives innovation. So what I would suggest for most merchants today is that um, when there's this threat to survival, move fast, test ideas find something, cling to whatever you can and go. If you stumble, get back up. If you make mistakes, fix them fast and race ahead. And if an idea fails, be ready with the next one. And frankly, starting with small steps is often the best approach, but most importantly, just start with determination, grit, optimism, speed. The flywheel will start spinning and you will slowly gain momentum. But if you hunker and hide, the fate is questionable in this sort of a hostile environment. Really interesting. So the necessity is the mother of invention. Crisis breeds uh, innovation. And, you know, a lot of the terms you used, yeah, these are terms we use here in Silicon Valley as well. Like, you know, let's be fast to fail, um, because obviously when you're fast to fail, it means you're trying hard, but it also means you're going to be quicker to succeed. 
Now, you work with many banks as well. And, you know, banks aren't really known as quick innovators, but yet they they too uh, have to innovate in this type of environment. What are some of the things that you think a bank should avoid doing right now with respect to digital engagement? Banks shouldn't try to replicate what they had in the physical world with digital technology. This is a mistake too many digital transitioners make. They fail to realize it's a different medium. You think of the iPod. It was an improvement on the boombox or the Walkman, right? And then marginally smaller with tons more storage. But then the iTunes and now Spotify or Pandora were a whole new world of musical possibility. They transform music listening far more profoundly than the iPod. So my advice is bad times require big dreams. It's sort of the theme we, we I referenced in the, in the last question that you asked. And banks should dig deep right now. The time of crisis can only be cured with creative thinking, not just for COVID, but for everything. New ways for new times should be the mantra for financial institutions. And those who lead us into the next wave will be blessed with larger numbers of customers and and more loyal customers, which bodes well for, for their future. What are some of the ways in which consumers' buying behaviors are going to change permanently after COVID-19? So I know I'm a person with a lot of words, Sylvia. <laughs> you know that having known me for a few years now. But this is actually an easy one. Online, mm. right? Just online. There's no way around it. We have seen that light. And there, there still will be plenty of showroom and shopping experiences in the physical space. But purchases will be made and I, and I and quote dramatically more online. However, that plays out. Um, we've 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 spent so many years discussing and predicting the convergence of the physical and the digital spaces. Well, not only are they going to be one experience, but increasingly it will be digital versus physical. I think that will be a when we get to that next normal. I think that will be a very permanent outcome of the current environment. And you acquired, as you acquired Empire, and you started a new company called Fig, which happens to be one of my favorite fruits. What, why the name Fig? And can you tell me about the vision for what Fig is going to do, the new combined company? There's a lot of different strategies around how to create a brand. We loved the Fig name, in particular because Fig plants have endured for centuries and they symbolize prosperity, nourishment, and enduring quality. So Fig's vision is to build prosperity daily by uncovering value from everyday transactions. So it's a fun name. It's got some enduring qualities. It it represents adaptability and sustenance and resolve, all of which are very relevant characteristics, not just today, but for us as the Fig team in the future. And as I mentioned in your introduction, um, David, you're the founder and CEO of Agio, and Agio has historically really focused on banks and driving digital engagement for them. But last week, you announced the acquisition of Empire, which is a card link platform, uh, and they enable um, and power many leading publishers like Yelp. Uh, and enables Yelp to offer discounts to consumers when they're shopping or dining at one of the restaurants they found on Yelp through their card-linked offers. Why did you make that acquisition? What what excited us about Empire is that we believe uh, card-linking technology increasingly will sit at the core of engagement solutions, whether it's for issuers, whether it's for publishers, or even others. 
while it might seem counterintuitive to do a deal in this pandemic environment, our outlook for card linking and this, what we consider to be a, a new media channel in terms of the advertising that is embedded in card linking, we're just crazily optimistic, if not downright bullish. And then as it relates to Empire itself, we've actually been partnering with them for a few years. They have extraordinary people, wonderful leadership, a leading open enrollment publisher technology, which is different than our core technology in our card linking business at Algeo, <clears throat> and then a very impressive publisher network. So when you combine Empire and Algeo, you have an extraordinary national advertiser base, a wonderful local merchant base, a combined card base of over 60 million cards. So this really does create a card linking powerhouse from that perspective. How have you seen consumers change how they digitally engage, especially with banks, since COVID-19 arrived? As it relates to banks, the digital non-branch banking has been in an accelerated mode for you know, quite some time, certainly well before COVID. Consumer trends have been driving this, you know, convenience, immediacy, mobility, the pressure from fintechs in the digital world overall. So there's been a, a, a real momentum around banks and digital engagement for quite some time. But given this environment, we are all, you know, by necessity, mostly if not exclusively, digitally engaging with our banking relationships right now. So stated broadly, the banks need to rapidly adapt or they're gonna lose customers. And frankly, so do we as consumers, we need to rapidly adapt to do all of our banking digitally. Very exciting, David. Thank you for being with us today on FinTech Friday. I want to wish you and your family um, great health and looking forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you, Sylvia. I, re I really appreciate the opportunity to, to have this conversation. David Crystal speaking to you from the heartland of America in St. Paul, Minnesota. Goodbye. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on change and digital engagement. Change is the only constant in life. That was the very favorite saying of a very famous Greek philosopher. It was true back in the ancient days of Athens, and it is still true now. Merchants, banks, fintechs, all of us have been adapting to the dramatic change in the economy caused by COVID-19. But here's the thing. Most of us don't really like change. It's sometimes hard to deal with, and let's face it, change can be stressful. So that got us thinking here at the Cardlinks Association. How can we help our members with all of the business change they're going through right now? And so we came up with a little online tool. It's called the Cardlinks Commerce Activity Tracker. On our website, you can find an interactive world map that tracks all of the top 20 national economies and the constantly changing restrictions on economic activity related to COVID-19. It's constantly being updated, but it's all in one place. Check it out at www.cardlinks.org, and it's right under the COVID-19 tab. You'll really like it, I promise. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, talk to you next week. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.